Well, hello everyone. It's time for some announcements uh, here at Keys Vineyard Church. First off, I really want to say this. Thank you all so much who volunteered uh, to make our Christmas VBS this Friday possible. You guys are rock stars. Really appreciate your help and church. Thank you for allowing us to do cool things like that. Uh, we had a great time. And uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to this season. A couple quick announcements of things coming up. Uh, This month on the 20th, we're doing a jam night. And uh, it's going to be filled with Christmas carols. I've got some easy to play arrangements of some of our uh, favorite Christmas songs. So I'm encouraging everybody, come on by. If you like singing, it's a great opportunity to sing with us. If you have an instrument, bring it. Doesn't matter what instrument. Uh, you know, don't be bringing in like four Marshall half stacks or full stacks, you know, the, the big amps. Uh, but if you have a little amp, we'll, we'll find power for you, I'm sure. Uh, acoustic instruments are awesome. And, you know, uh, last year I saw a hammer dulcimer and uh, we had lots of cool things. We have some instruments here at church if you need one. Uh, you can borrow it. You're not just going to like take it or anything. But yeah, anyway, that's this uh, December 20th. So a couple Wednesdays. Uh, from now, 6.30 p.m. We always have a great time at those. Join us. Also, Christmas Eve uh, is coming up and just want to explain what we're doing with that again. uh, December 23rd is a Saturday evening. We're having a 7 p.m. candlelight service. Uh, It's going to be exactly the same as our other candlelight services. So it's an opportunity uh, to get the service done on Saturday instead of on the 24th. So That will be December 23rd at 7 p.m. Our other two candlelight services will be on Christmas Eve, December 24th at 4.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. Those three services will be exactly the same. Same music, uh, same message, candles, really fun. December 24th is on a Sunday this year, so our morning services, 8, 9.30, and 11, are still going on. Uh, They'll have a little different feel. We're going to have an acoustic worship set, uh, where we might do some of those carols that we uh, will sing on the, the 20th. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. Friends of all, uh, it is a Sunday for the church, right? <laughs> but, you know, grace to you as well. Those are really uh, the big announcements that I have. Keep downloading the app. Uh, that's our main source of communication that we try to have. So, uh, yeah, with all that being said, let's get ready for church. There we go. All right. Welcome. Joining us online. Happy to have you with us. And uh, we're getting ready to have another time of worship. It's been really good. Uh, A lot of Christmas songs in this. So get ready for that. And then uh, our Advent series continues. We're talking about joy today. So Isaiah 12 will be the verse. Get your Bibles. Get a coffee. Get comfy. Here we go. Woo. Good job, Pastor Steve. Good morning, family. It is wonderful to see all of your faces and hear your voices. We are looking forward to spending time with you all in worship and in the word. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do this morning. If all goes well, we are going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them off to all their different Sunday school classrooms. And they'll have our time in the word with Pastor Doug today. We're going to be continuing in Isaiah, talking about joy. But before we do any of that, let's pray. (laughs) 
Holy Spirit, would you come? Lord, we thank you for your presence here this morning. And we thank you for what you've been doing in us individually and corporately this season. We thank you for the hearts you've been healing, for the new things you've been stirring up. We thank you for welcoming us into your throne room. You welcome us as heirs, part of the family. So Lord, as we settle in your presence this morning, we continue to give you our yeses. So give us ears to hear clearly and the strength and courage to follow through when you tell us to go. We stand in awe of your great love for us, Papa. All we can say is we love you. And we thank you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Lord Jesus Christ, who at your first coming sent your messenger to prepare the way before you. Grant that the ministers and stewards of your holy truth today may likewise prepare and make ready your way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just so that at your second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in your sight for you live and reign with Father and Holy Spirit one God, now and forever Amen Chaplain Doug On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me in the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal. The bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again, and we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning, and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. Uh, we're going to start our time of worship now, and we got some Christmas songs in the loop too, but uh, they're still good to sing along with. Uh, we'll have the words up on the screen so we can sing along with those. Uh, sing out, worship him. He is worthy of our praise. You're welcome to sit, stand if you're able. This is Joy to the World. One, two.
Oh
thankful for this time of worship in your presence. And Father, as we are here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those who are working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You're so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, Claire. Good morning, boys and girls. Hi, boys. All right, today's Bible story, right? Our true story comes from the Gospel of John, okay? When Jesus first appeared to his friends, one of his disciples named Thomas, he wasn't there. So when the other disciples were saying, we saw Jesus, he did not believe. Thomas was like, "Uh uh-uh. I don't, I don't believe it. He said, I want to see and touch the holes in Jesus's hand and his, and his side, right? Otherwise, I will not believe, he said. Well, guess what happened? One week later, the disciples, right? Jesus's friends were together again and Thomas was with them and Jesus came in. Oh, I love your ring. Jesus came in and he stood with them. Yes, and he said, 
peace to you, right? He always told them that because they were afraid that the same thing that happened to him was going to happen to them, right? But he was saying, no, peace to you, right? And then guess what happened? He told Thomas, touch the marks on my hands and my side. I am alive. Believe it. Do you think Thomas believed it? He did. And he said, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus said in John chapter 20, verse 29, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Right? Jesus is still alive, boys and girls. And although we have not seen him, when we believe in him, right, it says that we are blessed. Peter talks about this blessing. He says that it's in an unspeakable and glorious joy because we have been saved. Isn't that amazing? Raise your hand if you think it's amazing. Woo! Yes. Good job. All right. All right. Are you guys ready to say the Bible verse with me? Okay. John chapter 20, verse 29. Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And that's you guys. Yeah. Awesome job, children. We had a uh, Christmas VBS this last Friday, and we made a little video, and we wanted to show uh, everybody what we did and the fun the kids had, so hopefully it works.
was so much fun, guys. Okay, now we get to do something so important and so good for our souls. Ready? We're going to pray, okay? We're going to talk to the Lord. Ready? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father in heaven, we love you and we thank you for this day, Lord God. We thank you for your protection over us. We thank you for your provision over us, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that your love for you will continue to grow in our hearts, Lord God. And we thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. In Jesus' name, what do we say, boys and girls? That was an enthusiastic amen. Thank you. The kids are going to have a great time at Sunday school, I promise. <laughs> yeah, there's juice and cookies and crafts and games. I might have another sip of seltzer while we're, we're here. I just, it's going to be me for half an hour. Just It's all good. I love hearing yep. all the kids. Well, welcome to the vineyard. So good to see all of you. I'm always so excited when I get this opportunity to uh, share. I've been looking forward uh, to this. couple little things of church keeping uh, before we jump in. Uh, this was a special announcement. Grief Share is doing a special uh, Surviving the Holidays session. You don't need to have attended uh, Grief Share to join. This is a one-off event. Uh, that's going to be led by Dr. Lily. She always does a great job. Uh, that's going to be tonight here at the church at 6 p.m. if you need that. Uh, also, uh, other bits of church keeping. We should be seeing uh, on the screens here a giant QR code. Uh, if you scan that, that's going to take you to a web page with a bunch of useful uh, links. One of those is the Connect card. So if this is your first time here, we'd really like to collect all of your personal information. Uh, so go ahead and fill that out for us, and uh, that'll be really good. We want all of it. Yeah, no, every password. Social security number. It's a brief, uh, brief form you fill out, and that just gets us in touch with you because we want to get to know you better. Uh, there's also uh, other cool links on there. You can access your fill-in notes, uh, the church's socials. There's giving info. If you need instructions uh, for listening assistance, it's on there. Uh, the link for our translation service is there as well. That should be going live. So yeah, all of that is really good. Useful links, as I like to call it. Uh, we also take this time in our services, and we encourage our church, that's us, to be praying for our community. Uh, be praying for your neighbors. Pray for the people who live in the homes around yours. This makes a huge difference. Prayer makes an impact. Pray for your neighbors, and uh, to reinforce that idea, let's, let's together uh, pray for our neighbors. And Holy Spirit, would you come again? As you're so faithful to show up, Lord, we, we love you, we worship you, God, you are awesome. And Lord, we thank you for these Florida Keys. Uh, it, it's amazing living here, Lord, and we're so blessed uh, by the awesomeness of your creation. And uh, Father, as we're here now, I lift up the inhabitants uh, of these islands, the people who call these Florida Keys home, God. I, I lift them up to you. I'd ask that your grace would just abound, Lord, that uh, 
you know, everyone from Key West all the way up would be overwhelmed by your goodness, God. We, we mean it when we say we want to see renewal. We want to see revival. We want to see breakthrough on these islands, Lord, that hundreds and thousands would come to know you as their Lord and as their Savior, God. Move through mightily in these Florida Keys. And Father, I lift up the churches that neighbor our church as well. God, bless them with every resource, every provision, every person that they need to fulfill the missions that you've called them to. You are good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we are continuing on in our Advent series. Uh, This is our third week in this Advent series. If you're following along the church's liturgical calendar, it's actually the second week of Advent, but uh, Christmas Eve, as you know, falls on a Sunday this year, so we're sort of shifting it around, but it's our third Advent message. And uh, in these Advent series every year, the church traditionally talks about hope, peace, joy, uh, and love. And so far, we've talked about hope and peace. And this week, I'm overjoyed to say we're talking about joy. And uh, in order to help kind of fill us up with a little joy, we have some cheesy jokes here. And, you know, it's, it's super important to get uh, the baby's weight uh, as the baby's born. And how did Joseph and Mary weigh baby Jesus at birth? How? They had a way in the manger. He's so pleased. Do you see his face right now? He's like, I finally like my pops. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas carols, (laughs) what is a vegan's favorite Christmas carol? Mm. Soy to the world. (laughs) That was was pretty good, huh? Our scripture reading, uh, we've planned to put here. I've asked Kimberly to read that for us. Don't lose that. So would you please take over for a minute? I will do my best. All right, let's pray and refocus. Lord, we thank you that you are God with us. That you weren't content to leave us in the mess of our own making. And instead you fought for us while we were yet enemies of God. You are the only one worthy of our praise, our worship, our adoration. Use us to make your kingdom known, Lord. Empower us to live lives that are pleasing offering to you. Make us a joy-filled people whose very lives declare Emmanuel. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me for the reading of the word? Our text this morning is out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 12, verses 2 through 6. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And that day you will say, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. 
Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So in this Advent series, we've been looking uh, in the book of Isaiah, and it's cool to read Isaiah uh, from the lens of knowing that it was written like 700 years before Jesus was born, and uh, just seeing Jesus being written about, it's really cool. Uh, there's this really uh, neat connection uh, that we see in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, that we just read between salvation uh, and joy. And uh, we see in verse 3, Isaiah writes, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And that's such a cool image in this passage. Uh, Isaiah we see prophesying about uh, not just the first coming of Christ, right? Because it's 700 years before. Uh, but we also, in this Advent series, hold in anticipation the second coming of Christ. That he's coming back again. And we will draw joy from the wells of salvation. Uh, Jesus, we often see Jesus Christ, and uh, we try to make Christ like his last name, but that wasn't really it. That was more like his job description, and that word Christ is anointed one, Savior. He, he is our Savior. He is our salvation. So we're, we're drawing this joy uh, from him, from Jesus. Uh, so this, this Advent series, what it's all about uh, is it not only reminds us uh, of Jesus arriving on the scene, the first time, but it helps us as we anticipate Christ's second coming. As we've been reading through Isaiah last week, we looked at chapter 11, uh, where we saw that when Christ returns, uh, he will bring peace on earth, and a peace that includes not only peace among the, the peoples, but extends even to nature and the animal kingdom. And that's, that's really cool. Uh, we see in chapter 12 here, Isaiah, uh, by speaking of God's salvation and the joy that accompanies his salvation. So as we talk about joy and, and salvation, they, they work hand in hand. They're, they're together. There is no uh, true joy without salvation, and there's no true salvation without joy. And they go especially well together uh, in these scriptures that tell us about the Christmas story. See, at the heart of Christmas is the amazing, astounding good news that Jesus Christ was born as a savior into this world. Uh, from beginning to the end of the, the Christmas story, it is punctuated with various outbursts and moments of joy, and they all center around the birth of Christ. You can't enter into the true joy of the season without Jesus. So that's our first point. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Now we're going to read a passage uh, from, from this Christmas story. Uh, in Luke chapter 2. And if you've ever been uh, to our church's Christmas Eve service, we usually have a guest speaker, Linus, read this passage uh, from the Peanuts. You know, we don't, I don't know if I've met a real Linus yet, but uh, anyway, he reads it, and it's this, and you've heard this, but it's so cool. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy, great joy, for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the long-awaited, promised, anointed one, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Uh, As we read that, keep in mind that uh, these people would have been familiar uh, with the the scripture. They would have known about this long-promised one who was going to come and make all things right and new. Jesus, you know, he, he's the, 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 the promised one, the anointed one. And, and so, like, when this heavenly host says, he's here, he's born, go find him, they're just overwhelmed with joy. Uh, and, you know, as we read the scripture, everyone we see is overfilled with joy, uh, unless, of course, you were Herod, who wasn't filled with joy at all. Quite the opposite. Uh, But this joy that we're talking about was an overwhelming part of God's entry into the world at Christmas time. And joy, uh, this this thing, it's in short supply in so many of our lives. And we have bursts and and blips of happiness, uh, often initiated by, you know, things being just right, like we get a clean bill of health from the doctor. Yeah, you're all good, you know. Live it up. The, the the spending of money this time of the year that that happens quite a bit. You get new Amazon boxes. The uh, the taking of vacations. You know all these things uh, can make us happy. Uh, but happiness and joy are different, as we'll talk about. Uh, according to the gospel, the greatest joy that any of us will ever experience uh, it's it's this. It's the direct result of our experiencing the indwelling ongoing presence of the God who is himself joy. I bring you tidings of great joy. Jesus entering to the scene is good news. Uh, To experience this joy, we need to remember that he really is the reason for the season. He's the reason why we, we celebrate. If we're Christians, if we are a Christian, focusing on Jesus means that we not only remember the Savior in the manger, but we remember the Savior in our hearts. Remember that this baby grew up and went to the cross to pay for our sins, that he rose again to give us new life, and that he lives in your heart today to give you joy. That, that's amazing news, that I can have new life in him. This is amazing. Paul talks about it in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He's saying this, not only was Jesus born in Bethlehem, but by faith and his Holy Spirit, he lives in me. That should fill us up with joy. So then what exactly is joy? What, what is joy? And joy is this. It's this deep, 
durable, unyielding delight in God that ruins you for anything and everything else. Everything else pales in comparison to knowing Jesus. It's the greatest thing. This understanding of what joy is helps us to to change our perspective. And don't confuse joy and happiness. Happiness isn't bad. I'm not not saying that, okay? Happiness is great. Uh, But it's based on external factors. It's based on things around us going just right. Joy, as we've learned, is internal and it's eternal. It comes from knowing that we are in relationship with God. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, it was Thanksgiving. Can you believe it was like three weekends ago? It was Thanksgiving. Uh, we looked at a passage in Philippians chapter 4 that we, we talked about here at the church uh, so often. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Uh, great verse. We talked about that. Paul's telling us there to rejoice in the Lord always. And let's talk about that a little bit. Is Can we really experience joy Always, you know, as Paul said, Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. You can just read that over and over and over again, right? That'd be the, that could be a whole message, but we're not doing that. Uh, we are going to talk about is uh, dealing with the hard stuff, right? I'm not, I'm not ignorant. I understand life's difficult. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that can challenge our ability to rejoice in the Lord always, and we'll talk about a few of those. Uh, one of them uh, is our brokenness. You know, how do we rejoice in the Lord always in our brokenness? Um, you, you know, sometimes we may get stuck in thoughts uh, of things we did, and we feel like that God can't love us because of things we did. And, you know, sometimes I think back on things that I've said that just make me go like, you know, you ever get that where you bunch your shoulders up? When the face goes, the jaw locks up. You know, we get stuck in thoughts of our present faults. It's like, well, I got to be, I got to fix this before I can really uh, be a better Christian, right? We, we think like that, uh, but that's, that's not what it's supposed to be like. Uh, we see Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, and Paul had a lot of failure in his past. Uh, you know, his, his name got changed. He, he went fully submitted, and he did a great work uh, in the, the latter part of his life. Uh, so knowing that, we see Paul write this in Philippians chapter 3. Not that I have already obtained all this. I haven't arrived yet. Or I, I have not arrived at my goal. But listen, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Everybody, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it. But one thing that I do is this, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead? I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So know as we're, we're struggling with our brokenness that God is a God of grace. Uh, he gives grace to the humble. Uh, we're, we're, we're in this process. We're in this process of sanctification where we yield to the Holy Spirit and he's you know, helping us go towards him more and more and more. We keep our eyes on uh, Jesus. So that's uh, part of dealing with our brokenness. Uh, another one is uh, in my grumpiness. It's a fun word to see on the screens there, right? In my grumpiness. Some people may have a tendency to be a tad grumpy or, or pessimistic. And uh, you should have seen the group last night. They burst out laughing when I said that. Like, 
Some people have a tendency to be grumpy or pessimistic. I'm one of them. I get it. It's, it's, we need to remember this, though. In Christ, we can be transformed. He has this amazing thing to change our hearts. We see in Romans chapter 12, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. Don't get stuck in your grumpiness, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will, his joy that lives inside of you, knowing that he's with you. helps change our view of things, right? So that was in my brokenness, in my grumpiness. Uh, probably the hardest one. In my circumstances. How do we rejoice always when my life's not going right? And uh, there's, there's no way around it. Sometimes life's hard. I get it. We're not promised uh, a reprieve from the difficulties of life. We're promised a way through it. Um, and it's, it's so much easier to be joyful when things are, are going well, so much harder when they're not. Uh, however, even the hard times can ultimately be a time for rejoicing. And uh, I didn't tell this one, this story at the last service, and I probably shouldn't tell you, but I'm going to tell you this story anyway. Uh, I remember as a Christmas day, I was a young teenager, and it was the year I got my white uh, Fender Stratocaster and, uh, you know, that was really cool. It was like my first really nice guitar, and uh, I got an amplifier to go with it, so I was all set. And, you know, uh, in the season of life, uh, it was, you know, the four of us in my family, and then my mom's mom, my grandma Betty, lived with us. And uh, that was fun. We were buddies. Uh, I'd go hang out with her. and uh, She was a big University of Michigan football fan, and I remember watching games with her, and she'd just be yelling, kill her, kill her, yeah! <laughs> they're on defense. But uh, anyway... Fast forward to, to Christmas. Uh, in, in the old house where I grew up in, our dining room would be like down there and our, our kitchen would be up here and we had this counter here. So I'm sort of back here behind the counter and dad's over in the living room there and I think mom and Sarah are in the dining room and uh, you know, grandma Betty, she's got her plate of food uh, and a coffee and she's about to go down the, these set of three stairs. And uh, literally at the top of the stairs, she says, hasn't this been a lovely Christmas? Misses that first step. <laughs> and, you know, like foods everywhere, the dogs barking. Sarah, mom, and I are just kind of frozen. Dad's in his chair, and he's just like, well, it was until then. So, <laughs> Grandma Betty had to go to the hospital. My parents went with her. So I had the whole house to myself on Christmas Day, and you know what I did? I played guitar super loud. So, <laughs> Grandma survived uh, that incident. <laughs> she made it a couple more Christmases, and those, those were fun. But we read, and James, sorry for that bunny trail there. But we read this in James uh, chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And what on earth are you talking about, James? 
Uh, because you know this, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Before we know Jesus, uh, our internals, our feelings, our thoughts, how we view the world are the result of our external factors. Situations that we're in, conversations that we have, all shape how we feel on the inside. But see, after we know Jesus, something changes, something significant happens to our internals. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have this new power inside of us that shapes us from the inside out. Our internals no longer need to be shaped by our externals. One of the things that happens to us is that we've grown accustomed to allowing the external factors to shape our internals. How we treat other people, how we, how we view our lives, how we respond, how we react. And it, as long as we keep looking to our externals to determine our internals, we're going to be easily influenced by the enemy. As a believer, we have God, Holy Spirit, working in you from the inside out. The enemy is working from the outside in, and he's trying to shoot arrows, knock you down. Don't allow your externals to control your internals. Allow a Holy Spirit inside of you to impact your externals. He's good. He's faithful. He shows up when we ask Holy Spirit to. He's amazing. And that's where we can find real joy, this abiding joy. Rejoicing always is only in the Lord. It comes from a personal, living, and vital relationship with Jesus. To experience joy in the Lord always is not to be insensitive. It's not to be ignorant of the harsh realities of life. I get it. There's a lot of hard stuff. But what it means is this, that we don't let the dark realities of life blind us to the goodness of God, to the radiance of joy that is found in the Lord. True joy comes from salvation, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We keep our eyes on him, and he's so good. And this joy that we're talking about, how do we rejoice always, even in our brokenness, even in our grumpiness, and even in our circumstances, we fix our eyes on him, knowing that he's got us, he is good. Our joy is found in salvation in Jesus. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are our Savior. Lord, we're thankful for this season of anticipation, knowing that you, you're coming back, Lord, that you will make all things new, and you're making all things new, God. Lord, continue to stir up in our church hearts filled with joy uh, in this season. God, I'd ask that uh, any situations, any circumstances, any grumpiness, any brokenness, that you would break those chains, God. That you would allow our church to experience your joy more fully, more and more, Lord. You're so good to us, Father. We, we, We love you. Our ministry team is going to be making their way over to that wall over there. If y'all need prayer for anything, prayer for healing, prayer for intercession, prayer for breakthrough, prayer for grumpiness, they'd be happy to pray for you. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, it is the single best decision that you'll ever make. Go over there, get that started today. And church, 
Uh, God, I say this, thank you so much for your amazing generosity. Your partnering with us enables us to do a lot of really cool things. It keeps the doors open, uh, which we're thankful for that. Uh, you know, we did a lot of really cool outreaches this week. Pastor Fran had the food truck down in Key West, did a big skate party at the, the skating rink. That was cool. Got to bless a lot of people there. And, you know, the Christmas VBS, that's a large part because of you guys. So we're so thankful for you. Thank you for doing that. This is where we usually sing the doxology. So let me put the lyrics up so we don't forget any of the words. All right, here we go. Praise God. done. And may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. And go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you so much for being here. We will see you soon. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we get one lost child back to dad. Uh, Be kind on your way out. That door will open uh, eventually over there. You got that, Troy? Thank you, sir. You're a gentleman and a scholar. So either set of doors should be open. God bless you all. We'll see you soon. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Goodbye. An online church, thank you so much for joining us. We love you and appreciate you. Next week, my dad's back up. He'll be finishing up this Advent series talking about love. Not ain't talking about love like Van Halen, but talking about love. So uh, anyway, really looking forward to seeing you all next week. Keep sharing, liking and stuff, and God bless. See ya. Bye.